Welcome to the Access Ninja Podcast, Episode 3, What is Alt Text? Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. This is Jonathan Campbell. And this is Rachel Magario. Hello everyone. Thanks for joining us. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about a, a very interesting topic, in, in my opinion. We're going to be talking about alt text. Well, Jonathan, why don't you tell us what alt text is? I'd be happy to. So alt text is uh, basically it's a text description of an image or graphical element on a web page or in a document. Uh, oftentimes it's a description of uh, a picture that might be a decorative image, uh, could be a logo, uh, could be a graphic or a graph, for example, and it's usually embedded inside of the code uh, so that when a web page loads, if the image is unable to load, that alt text will appear, or more importantly, if a screen reader is navigating a page, when they get to that image, they'll get a useful description rather than just the file name of the image. That is correct, Jonathan. It's very important. I love to have alt text and images. Now, when we're referring to alt text, usually this is a tag uh, that's inside of an image uh, when it's put on a web page that has that description. But that's not the only place you might, or not the only place you might put alternative text in. Rachel, we were talking about this earlier. What's another uh, way, not necessarily alt text, for for example, where you might put alternative text in uh, as a description? Well, it's called a title attribute. So if we're talking about HTML, which the markup language that almost every website uses, you can have an alt tag, which is a type of tag of HTML, only for pictures. And then you can have a title attribute. A title attribute is also a little piece of code that you can enter when you're writing uh, your website but that can be used in any element of your site. So it can be used on your link, on a table, and even some type of graphs that are not fully images. You can also use the title tag, I mean the title attribute, to explain uh, more information about it. And when you hover over that picture or that element, sometimes you notice that it changes and it has a little more explanation or a little text and that is generated by your title attribute. Now, when I was doing some research, I wanted to get a good idea of maybe what characteristics make up good alt text. So if I was a blogger or a web designer or I was in charge of a web page and I was creating alt text, you know, what's, what's a good example of what that alt text might be? And I was exploring through the W3C definition. And those of you who don't know what W3C is, W3C stands for World Wide Web Consortium, oftentimes referred to simply as W3C. And W3C is this, it's an international community uh, of various member organizations. They also have their own full-time staff, and they even have public forums so that anybody can join the conversation. And the idea is everyone should work together to develop standards for the way web development should look like. And they have a lot of big members. Uh, for example, Apple is a member, Microsoft, Google is. Uh, in fact, of the member organizations, there's, I think, 387 different organizations. And they developed 
something called the Web Content Accessibility Guideline. Um, and they're in version 2.0. I've heard somebody, some people refer to it as a WCAG. Uh, <laughs> yes. I don't like that. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't either. It sounds funny. WCAG, I think, is fine, but you might hear people refer to it as WCAG. Uh, and in their guidelines, in their first set of guidelines, uh, which is part of this section called Making Content Perceivable, and we might talk more about what the whole accessibility guidelines are, but today we're just going to be talking about Altag. Uh, but they have a whole section for text alternatives. And their definition or what they state in their guideline is that uh, text alternatives provide, um, is that you should provide text alternatives for any non-text content so that it can be changed into other forms people need, such as large print, braille, speech, symbols, or simpler language. Uh, and, they, and their tip for webmasters says that the text itself should fulfill the same function as the image. And I think that's the really important thing. That's why I wanted to pull from that, is that your alt text, the text that you're going to have show up for a screen reader or someone on a Braille display or someone who can't render the image in their web browser is going to fulfill the same function that the image does. You know, Jonathan, that's really interesting because, you know, as you know, we get a lot of questions and one of them very often is, well, it's just a decoration. I don't need to put anything in there. It's not serving any function. But the truth is, if you think about it for a second, even if you can see the decoration, and even though that decoration is not adding anything to your context, right, it's still letting you know something which is, okay, here's a pretty frame, right? This content is inside, is encased inside this frame. So for me, if it says nothing, or if it says a bunch of numbers, I'm there just wondering like, whoa, what am I missing? Is it something important in this message? I mean, in this, you know, in picture or this element that just has a string of numbers? Or what is it, what's happening? So I don't know. And so it's very important to actually put some kind of alt tag or title attribution into the decoration. So I was checking a site the other day. I was doing an audit and they have a lot of things that says arrow, arrow right, arrow right. And that's the decoration is just a little arrow. But that still was getting me confused because I was clicking on the arrow thinking that the arrow could take me somewhere or something and the arrow wasn't leading me anywhere. So I got really confused. So it should maybe say arrow decoration because it's letting me know this is an arrow and it has no function. But, you know, uh, the person that was with me, he said, oh, maybe we should just make that invisible to the screen reader. And I said, yes, but what's happening when people make things invisible for the screen reader, they take the name out, the screen reader still gets there and it still silently tells me there is an element here, but I have no clue what that element is. So it's not truly invisible. And what's really important is that that image, even though its description simply right arrow maybe wasn't important, that image served a purpose for the sighted users and that was maybe to draw attention to something. And that image 
does that value, does the idea that you put this image in to draw attention to something, it also holds as value to a user using a screen reader, even though they can't necessarily see the arrow, is to know that you've decided that this element deserves that arrow and that it serves a purpose. Correct. And it I, would help it would help a lot of graphic designers too if they thought about this to understand what is the function of each element that they're using. I mean really if if you can point out an image on a website and say, well that an image is I don't need to put alt text in there, that image is just decoration or it doesn't mean you're literally saying that image doesn't mean anything. And it probably if you can't think of a alt text to put in there, then you probably shouldn't even have that image in there, period, because it's serving no purpose is what you're saying. <laughs> Correct. And that's not true because what everybody says is a picture speak a thousand words. So if you're putting a picture, even if it's just for decoration, you're choosing that particular one for a reason. For example, you might have a decorative picture of, I once thought of a, a girl running through a field, right? And that's just a decorative picture, but you put it in there for a reason, right? Because you wanted to... You wanted to spur an emotional reaction from your viewer. You wanted them to look at that picture and to associate that image of maybe a joyous occasion. You wanted to associate that with your website. And so that does have meaning. And you can convey that in alt text. And conveying it, girl running through field, just girl running through field, that actually doesn't serve the same purpose as what that image was put in there for your sighted viewers. Yes, that's what I just told a client two weeks ago was she's like, oh, it's just a sunset. And then I said, well, why are you using a sunset? And then she said, well, because it's a beautiful sunset and it gives a sense of peace. So then we just started creating different words for what she was trying to invoke. And I know that a lot of people will call this art because it's interpretation of the person that put it in there. But it doesn't matter because I want to know what they tried to do. So... You know, we put something, we turned out with something like, you know, uh, peaceful, warm, sunset, like whatever the place was. And, you know, with hues of violet and pink or so it was a very short, but very descriptive description. Exactly. And, and that's what you want. You want to keep these all text short to the point but also convey the function of that image and what it means on the site and in fact w3c uh, has a tips for webmasters page and they state that uh, uh, an image presents a lot of information try to summarize it in a short line for the alt attribute now also they go on to say add the long description link to uh, a more detailed description and I want to warn everybody, actually, the long, long description tag, which is long uh, or just L-O-N-D-E-S-C tag, which you might see um, used this way, is actually no longer being used in HTML5. Uh, but I don't want to get too technical here. But the point is, your description should be short. But that if you do have an image that conveys a lot of information, for instance, a graph, which is going to convey a significant amount of information, and your graph is an image, well, you need to convey all the important information there. And what W3C is saying is that if you have to, you should link to another page, maybe a page with a longer description, so that a screen reader, when they get to that, 
graph can get all that important information that you're not leaving that behind. So alt text should be short. And if you cannot make it short because the information is too vast, that is the best habit is to link to another page with a nice long description that conveys the information. And what I tell people is think about a tweet, you know, because when you're tweeting, you have to force yourself to think really thoroughly about what you're going to say and try to say it in 140 characters. I'm not saying you have to stick to it, but if you can come up with a good description for a tweet, you're golden. Another feature of alt text is that, and even in Google's own documentation, is that having good alt text actually is good for your search engine optimization. It actually makes it easier for people to find your website. And so it not only is it functional for individuals with screen readers, it's functional for you in general. It's just good practice for all images, no matter what your intent is. Google has a starter guide for search engine optimization. How do you get your website to show up first in a Google uh, list? And right in their guideline, they mention as an important step to optimizing your content is to use alt text. Alt text will help the automated system that scans these web pages. And this is true for more than just Google. This is true for all search engines. But search engines, they go and they scan your site. And if they get to your images, obviously the automated system doesn't know what that image is. If that, if that alt text is there, it knows the image, it knows what the page is for, it helps them with optimization. Also, it will, if you would like your images or graphics to show up when people do image searches, uh, adding alt text will allow those images to show up there because if it's just a piece of text, then obviously Google image search will have no idea what your image is. Yes, it would just think it's a bunch of numbers. So it's an important step, not just for the functionality uh, of someone who's browsing the site and see, and see the image, it's something you should be doing in general, regardless of what, if, whether or not we've convinced you that it's important for various users. It's a good business decision, it's a good usability, and it's great for screen readers. So Rachel, wh why don't we talk about what makes a good alt text? We mentioned that it should be short, but how short do you think it should be? Well, I don't think it should be shorter than 140 characters, but it shouldn't be a lot longer than that either. I think if you're beyond 300 characters, you might be getting a little too long. So yeah, you want so, to keep it, yeah, like you said, about a, a tweet size is pretty good. Yeah, tweet size. I, I, I really think a tweet size can really convey a lot of information. And, you know, but if you're... Half a tweet? What is it like? Help me with the math here, Jonathan. 70 characters? I was going to say it's 140, might... so it should be... Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, you're right. You're right, 70. Yeah, if you're a 70, then you might be pretty short because you might just be putting something, a girl running through a field. And what kind of girl? You know, I, I had that question the other day because we we're always trying to be so politically correct. So somebody told me, Oh, I don't want to put there is an African American in the picture and a and a you know a Caucasian and a Latino and I was like, well, aren't you putting that on a picture? And they're like, yeah. And I said, isn't it pretty obvious? And they're like, yes. And I said, well, then why shouldn't I know that? 
They're like, oh, because I don't know if it's right for me to to put that. And I said, you put that in there because you're trying to call diversity. And I said, so if you just say diverse picture, you know, with, or diverse people, that's not enough. I want to know what kind of diversity you are targeting. So. And I think it's important that we're conveying the same information. And so girl running through field, I mean, it might be factually correct, but it doesn't convey that same meaning. Girl runs, it could be joyfully, or, or maybe it's, it's, maybe she's in a dress and, and it's, she's in a hurry to go somewhere and you want to see how elegantly she is, she runs because she still has that, that same elegant look. Or is it a scared? Is she running because she's scared? Because someone running through a field, is, is she afraid? What is the emotion? What, is you, what are you trying to convey? That's correct. And the, the face, the, the body expression, all that will be conveying feelings and emotions. Otherwise, you wouldn't have chosen that particular picture, which becomes super important for that little hovering, uh, I guess, effect. Because if you have people with autism or in the spectrum that cannot recognize facial emotion and expressions, now you can convey that in the same way by writing. So it takes a little bit of poetry, perhaps. I think that's very true. And you want to use interesting words to convey that meaning. And it could be something simple, too. You could have a picture of a mountain, right? You would say mountain range. Well, is that mountain range there because you want to show how beautiful the landscape is here? Or is it a stormy one because you're doing uh, insurance, for example, and you want to say like, oh, it's a mountain and and there's all these clouds and thunderstorms and it could be a lightning strike. Um, you know, what, <laughs> That's very right. It's a picture of a mountain doesn't, what does it mean? And many times you have a, a specific emotional reaction you're expecting and your alt text should give that same emotional reaction to the reader. You know, I just sat through a talk at uh, WordCamp Milwaukee, and they were talking about the emotion and the, the, neuro, uh, the neurological functions and responses that when you're web, uh, looking at a website. And I think the first thing that the speaker said was, why do we make websites? You know, and everybody gave the different reasons. But he says, ultimately, we're trying to create a behavior. And think about what that behavior, what is the reaction that you want from the people that are coming to your website. And you need to convey that through your pictures and through the descriptions of them. There's one more aspect to alt text that I want to talk about before we finish up here today. And that is... Uh, we've been spending a lot of time with an emphasis on the web, but people might not realize that there's actually alt text available in different documents as well. So, for example, uh, Apple's iWork, which is pages, keynote, and numbers, when you add an image to a presentation and you select that image, in the inspector, you can actually add alternative text. And the nice thing about that is, for instance, when Rachel and I are coordinating on something and I want to send her a document, 
uh, I can put in some alt text and she can understand what images I put in there and why they're in there. And if I give good alt text and I follow these rules, it won't take her forever to get through the document because she's not reading some ridiculously long description, but she understands why I included an, an image and can, you could give me feedback that's appropriate. Well, and you know, it was great what we did. Uh, Jonathan helped me put the uh, slides together for um, the WordCamp Milwaukee presentation. And I chose to, for the first time, to present without having the headphones on so people could actually hear. And Jonathan did a great job of alt tagging some pictures and not alt tagging others. It was great because I was able to emulate exactly what happens, the good and the bad, and people loved it. Now, I mentioned uh, I work specifically, but Microsoft Office actually does have a uh, built-in uh, system also for alt text. You have When you create a new image, if you right-click and get image properties, you can set alternative text uh, in there as well. And also, uh, if you export from one of these iWork documents or one of these Word documents to a different format, depending on the format, the alt text will oftentimes uh, follow it along as well. And that is so important. I cannot tell you how many PDF of papers, journals, or articles of research that I read. And, you know, they have a lot of graph images, and it just goes up a bunch of string of numbers again, .jpg. And, and that is, it's very difficult to get the whole information when you're having to look at figures and read about them without having the proper description. Another group of people out there need to be very aware of alt text is people who are creating digital or interactive electronic books as well. For instance, iBooks author, uh, which uh, is for creating these cool interactive books that are available on the iPad and on the Mac through the iBook store, has alt text uh, built into it. You want an uh, EPUB supports alt text. A lot of different electronic books require alt text and it is very very important not to miss your alt text there because once again just like on a web page those images are really important and uh, the in image name is not enough of a description and oftentimes images in books are exactly are very emotional trying to convey exact emotional meaning and you don't want to leave anybody behind in these books and it doesn't take very long alt text doesn't take long we're talking about a, a line of text a short description a tweet. It just tweet. takes a tweet tweet. It just takes a tweet. So we're not asking for a big investment. And like we said with social engine optimization, it's something that's going to be worth everyone's time. So I think we're going to wrap up here. We're trying to do some shorter episodes. So hopefully you'll be able to hear it on your commute. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Do you have any final thoughts, Rachel? No, just that. Don't forget to alt tag. Absolutely. And we mentioned uh, the W3C standards and Google's SEO starter guide, which talks uh, a bit about alt text. We'll put those in the show notes uh, and you can find those at access.ninja. Thanks everybody for listening in. If you've got feedback, questions, or anything else you'd like to let us know, please send it to us at feedback at access.ninja. Oh, and you will definitely welcome recorded questions. We can put you live.
Absolutely. You know, please record any questions you have. Use it on your iPhone, on your computer. Try to get good quality, but it doesn't have to be perfect. Uh, and we will uh, try to answer some of those questions uh, on the air. All right. Have a good night, a good morning, a good afternoon, wherever you are.